is Faith Revisited. Welcome to the podcast. On Faith Revisited, we'll talk about our own church as we're constantly trying to adapt to an ever-changing world as a downtown historic church. We'll talk about United Methodist Matters as our denomination faces an exciting and uncertain future. We'll explore church leadership in the 21st century. And we'll talk to different faith leaders about their perspectives of religion today, how we can be more authentic, stop alienating people, and how faith is more important than ever to connect us to God and each other. Hey, maybe we'll touch on a topic that speaks to exactly where you are in your faith. We won't know until we try, right? Let's do it. Hello, Faith Revisited listeners. Welcome to this week's episode of the podcast with Ben and Molly. We are here to talk about Christmas season and Advent and what that looks like in COVID. Yeah, it's a different kind of year. Uh, you know, usually we kind of have our traditions and, you know, you roll out the different things and you almost like have the calendar memorized. But this year has blown the calendar up yep. uh, across the board. So, yeah, we are uh, sort of sketching out um, where we are in terms of Advent planning. I actually heard a statistic the other day from the Barna Group that said uh, of pastors that they polled something like 60 percent or more have said that they're still kind of undecided about what to do uh, for Christmas Eve. Really? This is six weeks out from Christmas Eve. Yeah, we're getting close. And and people are still undecided. We're seeing cases surging um, across the country. I mean, we're lucky here. Oh, in California, I just looked. I mean, the entire state went into tier one again. So churches are supposed to be outdoor. Yeah, yeah, we've been lucky in Chatham County here in Georgia because it's it's been relatively low and stable, uh, but I watch it every day. I mean, Georgia's mm-hmm. kind of ticking up a little bit. So, yeah, I mean, in terms of how we plan for the holidays, for church life, for worship life, um, it's very different. And so I think this has been a fun year that we can just share some ideas because we literally are taking a very hybrid approach mm-hmm. um, to our planning. There's some things that, that, that we're uh, not doing. There are other things that we're changing the way we do. And then there's some things we're going to try to offer uh, different versions of. Yeah. So let's start going through some of that, starting with, I guess, the beginning of Advent season. I guess just a little logistical question. You know how there's always the Advent wreath. Are you still going to have Mm -hmm. families be a part of the service in that way? That's a great question. And and I kind of have to feel that out because mm-hmm. a lot of our folks are still sort of iffy on yeah. coming to church. Um, so it may be that, that and I've sort of taken on the lay leadership um, mm-hmm. uh, roles that we typically would have other people do just, just for the sake of physical space and distance. Yeah. So um, at least for the first Sunday, because uh, it's going to be the Sunday after Thanksgiving, I will most likely do it. And then we'll just kind of see from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one logistical point that we have talked about just yesterday in the office is we traditionally have people stay after church and do a big like decorating and it's just a great social time together um but we're not necessarily going to do that this year Mm -hmm. because the proximity so um you know our our dear friend uh andrew is in charge of the decorating and he's going to be he's working this week on it but it may well be that we just reach out to five or six people um Mm -hmm. instead of a come you know come one, come all sort of thing and just say, Hey, can you five or six, give us a couple of hours and wear a mask and social distance. But it's really taking away what's one of the more fun um, traditions that we have. It's just people having a good time um, decorating. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So that's going to happen on the Sunday before Advent, but after church type thing. Is that when it normally well, happens? Well, we, we, that's when it typically would happen. Okay. And so what what we're going to do this year is Andrew's just going to pick a time, and we're going to see if we can get four or five people yeah. uh, to help. And that's going to be the week of Thanksgiving. So mm-hmm. between the two Sundays, um, it will take place. But and, and it's just it's like everything else in 2020. It's just going to be much more low-key um, than we would like. But it, yeah. it, it's kind of the reality. A lot of our traditional decorators are not coming back to in-person yeah. worship. So the idea of just putting out a, a, a volunteer uh, request is just, it, it, yeah. you know, it's just not going to be possible. Well, it would be a fun way to bridge the gap is to do a time-lapse video of the decorating of the sanctuary and then release it after it's decorated so that the members can kind of see the process take fold. That is an excellent idea. That would be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, certainly, uh, I mean, Bring that idea to Andrew. I think yeah. that's a great idea. So that, so for folks listening, um, uh, explain your idea again, Molly. So there's a really simple feature on iPhones now that is a time lapse. And I use time lapse when my husband and I are working on his car and we're installing something new or doing something big. It's fun because it takes like 20, 30 minutes, a couple hours of stuff and shortens it into like 20 seconds. So it's a very short time-lapse video of the entire process happening. So if you put that, you know, one facing your Christmas tree, you know, maybe one with a whole view of our sanctuary, we could do two different time-lapses and really watch as the sanctuary gets decorated, which would be really neat. And that that would be a lot of fun. Yeah. And it would be a great way for members who aren't able to be there or the ones who always do it to still see the process happening, but not in real time or in same speed. (laughs) Well, and, and what, what we're also uh, bringing up here is the point that we've really tried to bring up with a lot of other planning, which is you have to take into account um, documenting things digitally mm-hmm. so that people who are not going to witness them in person or be a part of them in person, that gives them a way to, to, to connect and enjoy yeah. um, meaningful things. And so that's a great, great idea of how to see. We just solved that right here live on the podcast. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. A great idea to change the tradition. Another tradition that's uh, changing dramatically. Um, I don't like that we've had to do it, but I'm actually a little excited about it too. And that mm-hmm. is that we typically would do an annual uh, service of lessons and carols. Yes. And it'll be a big choir uh, presentation, musicians, you know, just a, a big to do in the sanctuary. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're not going to do that because yeah. it's it's just it's hard to to well, a choir's not singing together. We can't have people sing together. So mm-hmm. I mean, all the singing is impossible, but it's also um, next impossible to expect to bring people into the sanctuary mm-hmm. with COVID happening. So what we're going to do is luckily uh, we had the foresight and by we, I mean you, um, that we recorded last year's lessons and carols. And mm-hmm. so what we're going to do is re-record the reading and, and I'm going to try to get different people to do them and not, yeah. and not just me, um, but re-record the readings. And so we'll have last year's music mm-hmm. and then new readings. And then I'll probably do like a little introduction and a conclusion. And then we're going to put it all together and premiere it as like a holiday event. Yeah. Um, Bring your cocoa and comfy clothes yep. and yeah. Yep. So I'm thinking about doing that. We typically would uh, have presented it on the 
second Sunday in December, okay. um, I, I believe. And so I'm thinking about um, if, if we can get the editing process together, I'm thinking mm-hmm. about uh, doing that on December 13th, but premiering it like that evening at like eight o'clock at night yeah. or something. So people can, can enjoy it from their living rooms. And they can interact and talk, which everyone's loving doing anyway. Yeah, yeah. So it'll 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 be a fun thing that that we'll we'll need to. <clears throat> man, holidays are coming quick. We'll need to. Yeah, start it's time on. to start rolling. What other yeah, events but, have happened, or what are we planning for events? And then we'll get into services. But what other Christmas time events, Advent time things have we been doing that we're shifting this year? Um, children is going to yeah. be a big shift. A lot of that's going to continue to to move to the home. Uh, much like we did a, a virtual um, vacation Bible school, mm-hmm. um, you know, we're going to have Advent things for kids. Uh, and one of the things that I hate, but I'm just not sure how we pull it off, is that we typically will do a big nativity um, with the kids and all of that. And I just, I, I'm not sure that that's going to be possible this year. So, mm-hmm. and a lot of our kids, you know, about half the kids are come, coming back, but about half of them are not. Yeah. Um, so pulling off something like that this year is going to be hard. So it, it's going to be tough to, to lose some of our children, um, children's programming, but we're going to do our best to shift that um, to their homes and let families enjoy it. Instead. That's great. I think that's a great idea. Vacation Bible School was such a success in that they could be safe and work and learn from home. And that's what Advent can be as well. Well, and, and what it also does is we, we subscribe to the Orange curriculum, and, and Orange's big emphasis is that discipleship for children happens first in the home, and that the church comes alongside the families to help them grow spiritually. And so really, I mean, the upside of all this COVID stuff is that it sort of puts that, it, it reinforces that emphasis that parents are in charge of discipling their kids and that they enjoy this stuff together. And I hope that it, I mean, I know for my family that we need it, I hope that it will serve as a great um, reminder about mm-hmm. what the season's really about, that we're not out hustling and bustling and shopping and partying and all this other stuff, but it's a little quieter mm-hmm. and we can focus in on what the season is really all about. Yeah, absolutely. Another event that always happens, and maybe I'm skipping ahead, let me know, but we usually do a Christmas breakfast the day after yeah. Christmas. Yeah, we morning after. No, the day of Christmas. Day of Christmas, sorry, yes, day of. Yeah, Christmas morning, we do a, a, a breakfast for um, uh, homeless citizens of Savannah, um, and, and we'll see upwards of two, three, four hundred mm-hmm. uh, over the course of a morning. It's a tradition that's gone on for uh, 10 years now. This may be year 11. Um, and so like restaurants, you know, I put out the, the idea that maybe we just need to take the year off. And I was immediately told, no, we're not taking the year <laughs> off. And so nope. we began shifting um, to do like restaurant curbside service. And mm-hmm. so instead of bringing, you know, hundreds of people into our building to eat a meal around tables together, we're going to do to-go boxes and have volunteers instead of, uh, you know, dishing plates up, they're just going to fill to-go boxes and people are going to run them outside. And mm-hmm. so we'll have a to-go um, service there that, yeah. that people and, and homeless folks can come and, and just grab a box. And mm-hmm. um, hopefully the weather will be agreeable uh, Christmas morning and they can enjoy an outdoor meal. Yeah, so that's another thing that we've shifted this year. Um, are there any other events that we do? Oh, you were talking, I guess, or do we want to get into services? Because we've kind of talked about the children, and normally we have a family-friendly service. So what's your mm-hmm. ideas yeah. for that? 
Yeah, so on Christmas Eve, we typically do two services. We do a uh, 3 p.m. service that's a more of a casual, family-friendly service. And by that, I mean, you know, I don't want parents to feel self-conscious if their kids are noisy, because um, they're obviously going to be very excited. Um, and we don't want to banish children to a different space on Christmas Eve. We want them to share with families the, the wonder of the Christmas Eve service. And so it, 3 p.m. is a little organized chaos, but it's mm-hmm. wonderful. And so I'm looking at the possibility of shifting that service outdoors uh we sit right on one of the historic squares here in savannah and so i'm looking at just bring your lawn chair kind of thing and do that service outside uh uh in the mid-afternoon so around three o'clock or so and then we will do um, a more formal service um at at 5 p.m now that could shift i'm holding that's probably Mm -hmm. the service i'm holding the loosest right now because christmas eve tends to be a time when uh attendance goes up yeah and we have to be very careful about how the attendance goes up and so i'm holding it very loosely that christmas eve might be a live stream Mm-hmm. Um, with people in the building. Well, regardless, it might, it's a live stream. It's Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a live stream. There might be people in physically in the sanctuary for that formal service. Mm-hmm. There might not. Yeah. You know, we just have to watch this very closely. And it, it, it may come to a point where we just feel like it's a bit risky to invite people. Because part of that is um, we are a, a very tourist uh, center town yeah. and Christmas Eve, we will get a lot of people from out of town who yeah. want a Christmas Eve service who will come visit our service. And so, um, we just have to be careful. So I'm, I'm holding that one very loose that we, mm-hmm. we, we've gotten pretty good six, six plus months of, of doing live stream with yeah. no one in the room. And it may just be that we do that again, depending on how numbers move. So that's the tentative plan that we have. Another service that I'm excited about and I hope that we're able to develop this is um and we have not done this and this is an opportunity to add something but um a service of the longest night um is a service that happens December 21st is the winter solstice so it's the longest night of the year mm-hmm. and the day with the shortest amount of daylight and service of the longest night some people call it a blue christmas service but it's really a service that focuses on folks who are having a hard time at the holidays mm-hmm. depression goes up suicide rates go up um we're Which told already seen this year regardless. Yeah, yeah yeah we're told at christmas time it's all supposed to be holly jolly fun and there are people who struggle for, for mm-hmm. a lot of people this is the first christmas without someone or something or this big loss. And so 2020 has brought loss to everybody. Mm -hmm. And so we're looking at adding this service as a digital only service. So we we will pre-record this and premiere it. Um, And I think premiere it on the 21st, that Mm -hmm. Monday evening. And it'll be a shorter service. So it'll be, I'm thinking 15, 20 minutes, a service of prayer, liturgy, reflection, music, uh, and a very, very short um, sermon, but but just a scaled down service that that emphasizes simplicity and care. Um, you know, the, the word that comes to mind that I'm, I'm aiming for is a service that really conveys a lot of tenderness mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. because people have have lost a lot this year and some some a whole lot. Mm-hmm. So we're looking at doing that ahead and then premiering that video as a as a special service that we'll add. Yeah, how special. And so in addition to the Christmas Eve services, the right before Christmas, you know, the 21st, um, we've also talked about the first Sunday after Christmas. 
Yeah, that and so this is the craziest uh, one of all because in years past we had a live stream last year, yeah. and and I take the Sunday after Christmas off, and the reason I do that is I was an associate pastor for four years, and I had to do all the work of the Christmas Eve services, and then my boss took the Sunday after Christmas off and said, "Merry Christmas! Now you can stay behind and preach." Yeah, and you didn't get to preach much, so you had to do it, and I uh, said I will never again preach the Sunday after Christmas. Um, as long as I'm the lead pastor. And so I want to take that Sunday off. Now, what we have done in years past, we did this last year, is we said, okay, a lot of people are out. A lot of people you know, need a Sunday off. And so we just said no live stream last year. It'll be in the room only, no live mm-hmm. stream. And it hit me a few weeks ago that I was like, well, if there's no live stream, 60 plus percent of our people are online yeah. only. Mm-hmm. This makes no sense. And so rather than saying, uh, oh, you can never cancel the in-person experience, or just the live streams, the secondary thing, you know, go ahead and do that. I was like, it's reversed okay. now in 2020. Okay. It's flipped. Mm-hmm. And so we are going to cancel the in-person worship on December 27th mm-hmm. and tell people stay home. It is online only. We've done it enough times. We're going to take yeah. this a couple weeks in advance and I'll preach it, you know, I'm technically not going to work on the 27th, but mm-hmm. here, here I will technically be with you. Yeah, and yeah, we're we're actually making the leap to just cancel the in person so that people can have a Sunday off mm-hmm. um, and be with families, and it would be a lower attendance Sunday anyways, and all that kind of stuff. But who knows? But, because yeah. it's at home now; they don't have to actually right. show up anywhere. Yeah, and I get I get notes weekly from from people our extended members of our online uh, campus weekly who say I really hope y'all are going to keep doing this online thing. You know, I think about you know Gene Dan for out in Colorado. I think about um, uh, our new members in Michigan, and mm-hmm. um, I, you know, like, I really hope you're going to keep doing this. So so now we have moved to the level that there is no canceling live stream. Nope. In person experience is what's negotiable now. Mm-hmm. And the beauty of live stream and video is you can pre record. If you are going to cancel in person and not be there, that's the flexibility that you can pre record and premiere it. Yeah. And the majority of our, um, the vast majority of when we were online only was live. Yeah. And part of that was me, and I needed the routine, mm-hmm. and I needed to feel like I was in the trenches with everybody. Yes. Um, but we did a couple of Sundays premiere mm-hmm. worship and it worked fine. I yeah. mean, it, it, it was good. And when you premiere things, you have uh, the ability to go back and edit uh, mm-hmm. and, and <laughs> clean up some things that you don't have in the in the live experience. So, yeah, we're going to we're going to record this a couple weeks out and then we're just going to have it ready uh, to premiere on the 27th. Yeah. And give everybody a Sunday off. Yeah. Well, that's just so great. So a couple so in recap, is there any other major events that you want to discuss? No, 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 no. I think that's okay. it. So in recap, let's see, starting from the beginning, lessons and carols, we're going to be doing um, the video from last year. We're going to edit in new speakers and do a premiere of that. And then we are pre-recording the longest night. What was it called? On the 21st? Yes, Service of the Longest Night. Service of the Longest Night. We'll pre-record that and premiere that on the 21st. Um, Outdoor, Christmas Eve, family-friendly. Potentially online-only, maybe in-person Christmas Eve service. And then the next, the first Sunday after Christmas is going to be live stream only. And it's going to be pre-recorded so that we can all, quote-unquote, I'm putting quotes in the air, 
take off, <laughs> even though we will all still be a part of it and, you know, commenting and engaging with our numbers as well. So, yeah. And, and, and the two other things that I'm really excited about, one is that you have an Advent uh, devotional small group mm-hmm. that is forming yep. uh, that will be meeting. And so there, there is spiritual growth happening there. We're also in the process of um, compiling and editing together a daily devotional guide for Advent. And the beauty mm-hmm. of that is we'll have physical copies for people who, who come uh, mm-hmm. to in-person worship, but we're going to put this out online. And so it's really, um, the name of the game here is that we really have to leverage um, your your digital outreach. And by that, I just mean you, you have to leverage the fact that there are people who physically will not grace the doors of your church, at least not yet. And so everything you do in person, you almost have to do equal, if not more, online right now. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. I mean, for, I get it. Pastors are bemoaning the online thing. Oh, just, you know, my people don't care. All those stuff. Listen, this, this is the world as we know it right now, and it may well be the world as we know it moving forward. And so the faster we can embrace it and live into it and learn with it, the better off we're going to be. And so, yeah, it, you know, Advent's different, but it's going to be exciting too. It's going to be very exciting. So this is great. I hope we gave you some ideas or just you're probably brainstorming our listeners of what you're going to do if you don't have it set in stone already. But plus numbers shifting with COVID cases will shift up until Christmas. It's not going to stop. So um, unfortunately for the birth of Jesus, COVID cases will not stop. But, you know, um, I hope this helps in some way of you figuring out by listening to what we're doing and ideas like that. And one last point, because I love what you just said, Um, you know, COVID cases won't stop, but here's the best news of all. As frustrating as this season is, the birth of Jesus will happen and COVID cannot even stop it. That's excellent. Let's leave you on that. Thank you so much, listeners, for joining us today. I am really looking forward to this Advent season, even though it's different. So please let us know if you have any questions, ideas, or want to brainstorm any of this. We'll see you next time.